Welcome to the Disorderly Show's TLDR News Roundup for 12-13-23. Reading the news so you don't have to, and in no particular order. House Republicans have successfully gained approval to initiate an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden, demonstrating a strong consensus among Republican members for intensifying the investigation. Despite this united front, though, there are some within the House Republican ranks who have expressed doubts, acknowledging a lack of sufficient evidence at the current stage to justify formal impeachment charges against Biden. The Federal Reserve's decision to maintain its Fed funds target rate unchanged signals a potential end to the current cycle of rate tightening, hinting at the possibility of reduced borrowing costs in 2024. This announcement was met with positive market reactions, as evidenced by the Dow Jones Industrial Average hitting a record high, bolstered by the prospect of future interest rate cuts. A U.S. district judge has temporarily halted the federal case against Donald Trump, who is currently appealing a decision that rejected his claim of immunity from charges connected to the efforts to overturn the 2020 election. During this pause, the judge retains the authority to enforce their previous rulings, such as the gag order, which restricts Trump from making public statements about the prosecutors and witnesses involved in the case. The Senate recently approved a defense policy bill that authorizes $886 billion for national defense programs, incorporating the largest troop pay raise in over two decades. However, this bill has sparked controversy due to its exclusion of key conservative priorities. Notably, it omits GOP-led incentives to obstruct abortion travel policy and to restrict gender-affirming health care for transgender service members. During a takeoff from a Colorado airport, passengers on a JetBlue plane probably were thinking, what the hell is the pilot doing? As the tail struck the runway as the pilot rapidly elevated the jet's nose to avoid a head-on collision with another incoming aircraft. This incident, as reported by the NTSB, occurred due to an unexpected encounter with landing traffic. This incident, as reported by the NTSB, occurred due to an unexpected encounter with landing traffic. Ohio's proposed transgender care measure is designed to safeguard minors by restricting them from receiving gender-affirming treatments without informed consent. Additionally, the bill mandates the creation of separate sports teams for males and females in public schools and universities, effectively barring transgender girls and women from participating in girls' and women's sports in the name of fairness. The Senate president has defended the bill comparing the state's intervention to prevent parents from administering illicit drugs or engaging in physical abuse towards their children. The Boston mayor has issued an apology following an error in which a holiday party invitation, specifically intended for elected officials of color, was mistakenly sent to officials who did not meet that criterion. The invitation was subsequently retracted, and the mayor clarified the situation, explaining that she had been chosen to host an annual gathering exclusively for electrodes of color from across the state. She further elaborated that this event would be distinct and separate from other holiday parties, which are open to all elected officials and members of her cabinet. In Gary, Indiana, a city grappling with crime and unemployment located approximately 30 miles southeast of Chicago, a man was arrested for fatally attacking another customer in a grocery store following a confrontation near the checkout counter. The suspect inadvertently left his debit card at the scene of the crime, providing, what some would say, a crucial clue that led to his identification and subsequent arrest by police. 
Former NFL punter Matt Ariza's civil lawsuit in which he was accused of rape has been discontinued following an agreement where he dropped his defamation claim against the accuser without any financial settlement. Despite this resolution, Ariza retains the option to pursue legal action against the accuser's attorney and his law firm. Ariza, who was previously drafted by the Bills and regarded as a potential future star, saw his career interrupted after these allegations surfaced, but intends to make a return to the NFL. Brian Beals, who experienced the second longest period of wrongful incarceration in Illinois' history, has been released thanks to the collaborative efforts of the Cook County State Attorney's Office and other attorneys, including those from the Illinois Innocence Project. This team successfully uncovered new witnesses and evidence that substantiated Beals' innocence. Now free, Beals is facing the prospect of starting anew and reconstructing his life, although he remains uncertain about his specific future plans. And in Virginia, a distressing incident occurred where seven elementary school students consumed gummy bears that were laced with fentanyl, leading to five of them needing medical attention. Apple has updated its policy to mandate that U.S. law enforcement agencies obtain a court order before accessing customer push notification information, bringing its practice in line with Google's existing policy. Push notifications, which informs users about news, messages, and weather updates, typically pass through the servers of tech companies like Apple and Google. This policy change by Apple was prompted after a senator revealed that officials were seeking access to such data, leading the tech giant to revise its guidelines to better protect user privacy. During a training exercise at Camp Pendleton in California, a tragic accident involving a tactical vehicle rollover resulted in the death of one Marine and the hospitalization of 14 others for evaluation and treatment. The incident occurred on land using an amphibious combat vehicle, which is a newer model intended to replace those from the Vietnam War era. Factors such as improper training and sleep deprivation have been identified as common causes of such vehicle rollovers in the military. Mark Brave, who made history as the first African-American high sheriff of Stratford County, New Hampshire, has resigned amid allegations of embezzling $19,000 in county funds. Following his resignation, prosecutors have retracted their motion to revoke his bail related to charges of theft, perjury, and falsifying evidence. Brave is due back in court on January 30th to confront those allegations and is eager to resolve the pending legal issues surrounding these charges. OpenAI has struck a global publishing agreement with Axel Springer, enabling the use of Axel Springer's news content to enhance the training of ChatGBT's AI models. Through this partnership, ChatGBT users will gain access to summaries of selected news content from Axel Springer's renowned brands such as Politico, Business Insider, Build, and Welt, accompanied by links to the complete articles. The COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai concluded with a significant agreement to shift away from fossil fuels and energy systems and to triple the capacities of renewable energy by 2030. If anybody's keeping count, that's only in seven years. While the agreement's language was less robust than many countries had hoped for, it acknowledges the importance of transitional fuels, carbon capture and storage, and technologies aimed at mitigating the climate impact of fossil fuels. An appeals court has ruled that former President Donald Trump cannot claim presidential immunity in the defamation lawsuit filed against him by author E. Jean Carroll. The court's decision was influenced by the fact that Trump delayed too long in asserting the immunity defense. Carroll initially filed the lawsuit in 2019 seeking $10 million in damages in response to Trump's public denials of her accusations that he raped her. 
Funeral services are set for Deputy Paul Martin, a respected North Dakota Sheriff's deputy who tragically lost his life in a crash involving U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer's son, Ian Kramer, during a mental health crisis. In Deputy Martin's honor, citizens are encouraged to fly flags at half-staff. Ian Kramer faces several charges, including manslaughter and reckless endangerment, and is currently in jail awaiting a mental health evaluation following his hospital evaluation. Deputy Martin, remembered as a beloved law enforcement officer and dedicated family man, had a distinguished 18-year career in law enforcement and was known for his profound commitment to his work. He will be laid to rest at the North Dakota Veterans Cemetery. The U.S. Supreme Court has decided to review an appeal from Capitol Riot defendant Joseph Fisher, who is charged with obstructing an official proceeding. This development coincides with the court's separate consideration of whether former President Trump can be prosecuted for actions undertaken during his presidency, a decision that could potentially impact Trump's trial set for March 4th. The Supreme Court is set to hear a case in the upcoming spring session that could lead to limitations on the mail-order availability of mefepristone, the most widely used method for abortion in the United States, affecting even states where abortion remains legal. This case revolves around the FDA's approval of the drug over two decades ago. Anti-abortion medical professionals contend that the drug was hastily and improperly introduced to the market and are advocating for its prohibition. King County has agreed to a $225,000 settlement to resolve a civil rights lawsuit filed by a black man who was wrongfully arrested on drug charges. The arrest stemmed from false statements made by Detective Decker, a retired member of the King County Sheriff's Office. Decker erroneously identified the man and inaccurately alleged that he had a violent history to obtain a search warrant. This misconduct led to the man's arrest. However, federal prosecutors eventually dropped the charges after a judge dismissed the evidence, recognizing that it was gathered based on Decker's false statements. The Biden administration is undertaking significant efforts to upgrade U.S. diplomatic facilities with plans to invest nearly $700 million in acquiring and demolishing a former hotel in Dublin to construct a new U.S. embassy in Ireland. This initiative is part of a broader strategy, as evidenced by the State Department's ongoing construction of a new embassy complex in Saudi Arabia aimed at enhancing U.S. diplomatic presence in the Gulf region. Starting next year, the U.S. military is expected to implement a new program that will screen all potential recruits for cardiac anomalies. The legislation requires a report to Congress on the outcomes, detection rates of cardiac anomalies, and costs with screenings to be conducted at DOD facilities or by military health system employees. And that has been the news on this hump day of 12-13-23. Come back tomorrow so that you can keep getting smarter, getting more things to reference, and, you know, be able to talk about other things at the holiday parties.